Slot Podcast with the most electrifying man in all of podcasting. Your host, the Opera Ghost. Now please sit back, relax, make sure you enjoy yourself. And always remember, let's get a slutty, find the Ace Love Podcast on all social media at the Ace Love Podcast. And please check out the website, aceloppodcast.com, or email the show. At gmail.com. And once again, please enjoy. Hello, everyone, my lovely little sluts, and welcome to another episode of the A Slot Podcast. That's right, I'm a little bit late, I'm a day late, but I'm back here and I'm doing it. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the nasty side of things. We're going to be talking a little bit about dating etiquette. We're going to go through some pe- some personal stories. I'm not going to use names in it. I'm going to go through some personal stories that uh, some of my friends have had uh, when it comes to dating and especially online. So we'll definitely be talking about that as well. But while we're talking online, I need to talk to you about APG, Alt Playground, new partners of the show. Now, I really, really love this website. There's a whole bunch of communities. I found some podcasts on there that I'd never heard of. You can definitely find me on there if you go on there and you search the SR Podcast. I am there. You can post and you can comment. You can talk to other people through the communities stuff on that, um, including myself. I'm on there quite regularly now. Since I've, especially since I've joined up with them, they are now they are America wide, uh, but I do think they are going to move further abroad in the future. What I really love about Alt Playground is the inclusivity side about it. I'm going to talk a li- little bit about that now. Thing that I love more than anything else, especially around this inclusivity side, is just the amount of things that you can that you can choose. There's nine different gender identities, nine different relationship status. Eight different relationship types and thirteen different sexual orientations. Unlike all, unlike a lot of these other websites, where you're limited in what you, in what you choose into a straight relationship, or you know if if it's a polyamorous relationship and you have to choose, it's complicated or something along those lines. You can't really choose a polyamorous relationship or an open relationship or swingers or anything like that. Alt Playground allows you to do that, and you can be yourself. While looking for your next adventure. Below the top, the heart of the sweat. 
Even this landscape's looking all right. Wait for them to match me back all night. Posing with your duck face on. Tinder. Posing with an actual duck. Tinder. Ask it all you down to earth. Tinder. Posing with a fish. Posing with a gun. Don't give a fuck like everyone. Swap them all straight to the right. Hey, baby, up to tonight. Damn, that ass looks mighty tight. Oh, no, I've been blind. I'm hooking up. Now I'm on Tinder. Which one are you in this group pick? Let's meet tonight. What's on your finger? I live with mum. Check out my dick. Well, hey there again, everyone. Um, yeah, so Alt, Alt Playground is really something else. But let's get on to today's episode. I am speaking a wee bit quieter than usual, I realise that. Um, it seems to be a side effect of, of my brain injury, so... Let me know if you like it or you don't. Um, don't forget to find us on all the socials at the ASLUP Podcast or visit the website www.asluppodcast.com or you can email me at theasluppodcast at gmail.com as well. Now, today's topic, or topics I should say, are uh, is, re- is actually really quite serious. Uh, especially as I found out, because I, I put the word out to my friends to see if they had any stories about... Basically about how they've been treated in relationships, or especially during the pickup phase, for lack of a better term. I don't like saying pickup phase, but that's kind of what it is. And I got a huge response, and it made me feel quite sad. Now, I'll, I want to preface all of this, first of all, by saying that there's a trigger warning here, because there is some abuse in here, and there is coercion, and things like that in here, so... Yeah, definite trigger warning on this one. Secondly, I want to say that I was one of these people, unfortunately. I really was one of these people who, especially while, I guess, courting, uh, uh, especially females, um, that I was extremely disrespectful and did some things that I really, really, really do regret. I definitely wasn't as bad as some of the people in this, but um, I definitely was did not treat people the best. So I'm just going to go right into it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read some of these, and emphasis on that some of these stories that I've received um, about, I guess, courting etiquette, what not to do when you're trying to impress somebody, and. I guess date them or bed them, whichever way you want to say it. So the fir- the first one I got is, well, someone really recently started the convo by saying how we need to talk about me moving, relocating to Florida. She's on the opposite coast, or close to the opposite coast of America. So think, think California, I guess, but not from there. I'm not going to say where. Uh, for the sake of our descendants. When she told him she was not interested in moving or having more kids, he got all offended and began to began to just abuse her, really, which is just gross in and of itself. Shouldn't be abusing another person, full stop, really. It's unnecessary and it doesn't help anybody involved. It certainly doesn't help you and your future chances with said person. Because I, I, I want to say this as well. What since I've since I've changed and I've 
done done things a little bit more respectfully than what I than definitely what I used to. I've found that people um people have come back to me. I guess for lack of a better term and gone, Hey, are you still up for this? You know? So the opportunity to go to that is there. As long as you don't shit on yourself, I guess, for lack of a better term. So this person doesn't really like it when dudes ask really sexual questions right off the bat. Like, dude, this morning was like, good morning, do you squirt? It's just unnecessary, especially for one of the earlier messages. Especially when you're saying, good morning, do you squirt? I don't think anybody wants that as a, as a morning message. In the morning, it's not nice at all. And if you want a girl's attention, you've got to be a bit more suave than Good morning, do you squirt? It's just so crass and so gross. Um, also, I hate it when, when dudes slide into the DMs and just rave about how hot the body, how hot her body is. I realize, she realized that it's a big selling point for her. But give a tasteful compliment, then have a real conversation. Don't just be like, oh my god, you're so hot. I love your body so much. It just gets old and they've probably received that message a bunch of times before, unfortunately. You're not being new, original or exciting. or And it doesn't really help your chances either. So, as, as part of this, I want to do it from, you know, trying to help people, trying to help people to, um, to get in relationships and get laid more often. So I talk about this topic quite um, in high schools, I have done a few times, and I've always done it from the angle of trying to have more sex, because that's what high school boys especially want, is to be able to have more sex. And for, for you guys out there, you if you go down this path, I think, well it's worked for me, that you will have more sex as well. Okay? So just be, be a bit more fresh and clever about what you say. Yeah? Don't just be sort of, oh, you're so pretty, you're so blah blah blah, your ass is so hot, etc, etc. Like there was this, we're, we're going to go into real life sort of stuff here, so it started online. There was this one time this dude really wanted to take me out on a date, she reluctantly agreed and she was so awkward and the dude was just not her type, which isn't his fault, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you're not somebody's type. It happens. Get over it. But he wanted to give her a good kiss, a kiss good night, and it just made her skin crawl thinking about it. Now, I know this person quite well, and she would have made it known. But sometimes dudes are just shooting their shot, and girls are too uncomfortable to skate or scared to say no, which is a shame in and of itself. Girls, or people on the other end of this, feel free to speak up about it. You know, if you're not feeling comfortable, tell the person. Get them to back off, or at least put it out there for them to back off. Because, let's face it, not all people are good at picking up signals. Believe me, I used to be awful at it. She told her, well, one of the people she'd been with that she hated guys that expect you to kiss them after the first date. 
Then that person was afraid to even ask to kiss her. And she was like, and she wanted him to. But it's about reading that body language and reading the conversation and and that sort of thing as well. It's not just, it's not black and white. There's no two, two ways about it. It is what it is. And you sort of do have to learn to read the situation, I guess, and pick up on, pick up what the other person's putting down. So just there we had some examples of what not to do, um, especially online. There was one in there about what to do on a first day, but that, that this online stuff and Tinder and things like that is, is so easy for people to think that they're not talking to a real person on the other side. So my, my thought of it is, would you say this to a person face to face? Probably not on that. I mean, knowing myself, I probably used to say the same things either way, but it was, it's still very, very bad. And just think how you would be treat, how you would feel if you were treated like a, a piece of meat, I guess, for lack of a better term. But we, we are going to make this, uh, uh, a wee bit more fun now, because I, I, found a lovely page on Twitter called Swinger Message Fails or SMF. You can find them at Swinger MSG Fails. Um, it was a really cool find and they've given me permission to, to talk about these which is which is wonderful and they've shared them. <laughs> so I'm gonna do it as like guy and other. Well, guy and other, yeah. So this guy's first message was hey next message what kind of things are your look for on here? Not looking for, look for. What kind things are your look for on here? Not what kind of things, but what kind of things are your look for on here? So first of all, punctuation. It's a massive, massive thing that will help you out. Their response. Other. No offense, friend, but we've spent considerable time and effort writing a very detailed profile so that there will be no need for people to ask what kind thing are... So it wasn't things, it was what kind thing are your look for on here. You'll have a lot more success finding friends here if you read the intro they give you. Good luck. So that's actually a really great response. It told them exactly um, that no, not interested. Here's why. And here's some advice for you. Honestly, if people give you advice when they turn you down, listen to it. Because 99% of the time, that shit is absolute gold for you. So this is the first person. <laughs> um, oh, ne next post, but this is the first person. Hello, are you feeling broody? Which is an interesting way to start. The next, qu the next uh, line is what gets me there. Can I try to get you pregnant? This is a first message. Like, if you like, that's coming on too strong. Obviously, that's coming on too strong. But come on. Like, I, I, what, 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 what I, I guess I, I fail to understand with all of this sort of stuff is how people think that this is a good idea, and whether or not people think that it will actually work or not. But um, on to, the, on to the next post. This one got me good. Good morning. How you doing? Any naughty plans? XX. We are two naughty by married friends, guys, 
again punctuation, and looking for discreet fun and great time with open-minded women. We looking for, jeez. We looking for discreet because we have separate family and lives. Drop a message if you are interested. Excess. So this goes. This goes back to like my polyamory and open relationships. I talked about it last episode quite a bit. And that polyamory won't fix a broken relationship or anything like that. It's not going to stop cheating. And this is obviously a clear example of cheating. And thank. I'm guessing these people did not respond that they were into that sort of thing. But who knows? The response isn't here. But like <laughs> cheapers, come on. So this is two two by two by guys. Like it's just unnecessary, especially on the cheating side. You'll you'll find that most people involved with non-monogamy do absolutely hate cheating or have been involved in non-monogamy, whether it be swinging, whether it be uh, polyamory or an open relationship or whatever it might be. People really dislike cheating a lot of the time. So maybe not a smart way to bring it up, bring that up. On to the next one. Wow, we. Again, this one would go back into the account sort of thing and what's on someone's profile. But first person. <laughs> I'm looking for a girl naughty enough to come sneak around the back of my house in the middle of the night to secretly suck me while my lass is upstairs in bed. Would you be that naughty? So it's a typo. It happens. I'm not going to get stuck up in that one. But their response is absolutely stunning. Good afternoon. Well, I'm not entirely sure how to respond to that message. That's fair enough, too. <laughs> It's quite amazing. Firstly, if you had bothered to look at our account, you would of course know that we are a couple, and therefore, if you're looking for a naughty girl, only are not going to get anywhere with myself, are you? Which is a couple, and it's potentially the guy responding here as opposed to the girl. Secondly, my wife isn't a girl. Yeah, so that, that tells me that it's the husband. So when messaging a, a couple's profile, assume you're talking to both. Not just one of them, especially not just the female. Because it's, well, it's better to get the male's permission first and talk to them about it all. And males can be protective, and that's not a bad thing. There's a difference between protective and possessive. Protective is not a bad thing, especially in this sort of instance. So, secondly, my wife isn't a girl, she's a woman. Bravo! A stunningly hot woman who has very high morals. Wonderful. Your offer of a quick blowjob in your back garden while your missus is asleep sounds like a surefire way of catching something worse, even worse than COVID. That's, that's such a good line. So I'm going to presume she would kindly like to decline your offer. Have a good evening now, won't you? Uh, and this is, a, this, is, this is such a good response. I, it throws in a little jab which might not be necessary, but sometimes it's it's good to throw a wee jab in there to go, hey, this is not on. And hopefully they would stop there with that jab because they realize that it's going to get worse and worse and worse. So this next one is one that I used to do um, quite quite badly, I guess. 
Um, and they, and this is just going on when they're obviously not interested or they're not responding. So, 11 weeks ago. What are you up to? 7 weeks ago. What are you up to? 5 weeks ago. What are you up to? Response. Finally. Lockdown. 4, then four weeks ago. What are you into? And then 3 hours ago. What are you up to? They've received one response which was lockdown. Especially right now. We need to look after ourselves and this person's kind of done well with that. And they, but they have, they have ignored the rest. And they're more, more than allowed to do that. As are you guys. You can't ignore it. I'm always a big fan of educating people. So that's what I would do in this situation. But if it doesn't bother you quite as much, then just ignore it. But the run response lockdown should give you a hint. Especially when it's just one word at, to the question, what you're up to. Like, that's a surefire, uh, surefire message to send to show the other person that you're not interested. And if you're sending those messages, wake up a little bit and realize that they're not interested a wee bit earlier. But, yeah. <laughs> this, this next one makes me fun. It's interesting. Lee here, genuine alpha male from... X working down this way for some time. Fancy a walk tonight and a drink. Lee. So that's not actually a terrible first message, to be fair. Maybe the alpha part throws me for a bit of a loop, though, because you, if you're an, especially if you are an alpha male, you tend not to need to have to say it. It comes across pretty easily. Like if a man walks into a room, you, you sort of notice as opposed to boys. I think females notice it even more so than, than, than what I do, I guess. So their response, no thanks, buddy, which is fine. I don't. That's a, not a bad response. It's just tell them, hey, thanks, but no thanks. The next, the next message is amazing for me, especially with the genuine alpha male part of it. Have you a room to rent for a week, struggling for accommodation? Now, if you're down there working, I think that you'd sort out your accommodation before you went down, maybe? But to ask someone that you've just met. So their first message was 13 minutes before he sent this message asking about accommodation. And this was smack bang in the middle of COVID as well, so the response is quite nice as well. Nope. And with the current reception, uh, with the current situation, if we did, we wouldn't allow a stranger in with our family due to the risks. Hope you find somewhere. Again, so respectful this response. Really is so respectful. They haven't had a go at the person, but they did try a little bit of education with current situation we wouldn't allow a stranger in. That's just like, hey, think about the current situation and what's going on with the world. Don't just think about potentially your dick or or that, I guess. Oh boy. <laughs> these believe me guys, I am laughing on the inside so so hard because these are just freaking hilarious for me. So first message not replied to on this one. But far out. This this is a perfect example of what not to do when you're trying to pick somebody up. And again, it seems like it's to a couple, but I'm not sure. I cannot see the receiver of this. 
but you'll really fit. I'd love to make you choke on my cock while your husband watches. Nobody want like that doesn't really get people that doesn't get people going. It doesn't get people excited. Guys, fucking smarten up a little bit. It's not that difficult. Just be respectful. Like respect is is the key part in all of this. Just have a regular conversation, and then maybe at the end of it, ask if they're interested. And this is another one of those ones that are ongoing. Hello, XXX. You okay? X. You spelt Y-U. Jeez. There's nothing that annoys me more than poor punctuation, especially when you're trying to court someone. Poor spelling, poor punctuation, poor grammar. If you're trying to court someone, Speak like a person. Shorthand does not nice. So the first message, hello, XXX, was nine weeks ago. The UOKX, question mark, was three weeks. And then there was another message, hi, X, which was 23 minutes ago. So they've waited six weeks for the second one. And they can see that it's there. Then they've waited another three weeks to come through. Like You're making people feel uncomfortable at, this, at that point. So that's just really, really, really bad. This is someone's attempt at a pickup line. So you can use pickup lines. But again, try and be respectful about them. This one's not too bad in my opinion, but it's still a wee bit up there. There's there's no greeting, there's no hey, there's no attempt at a real conversation here. So it's so I was wondering if you thought you'd have a dress that would go nicely with my tux. Question mark. There's 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 Nothing about what he's talking about, why he's got a tux, whether he wants to go out on a date, whether he's got an event to go to. Maybe in this situation, I'll probably start with that. Hey, so I've got this. I was wondering if you were interested in this. It's still not ideal because you're meeting someone for the first time, but it might might be in a public place, which is probably the best place to meet somebody. I'm going to go through some some things that I feel women can do if they do get stuck in this in these sort of uh, situations as well to help them out and protect themselves as much as possible so this next one is is actually a close friend of mine very very close friend uh, we dated for a short patch actually as well and they'd just gone uh, they just opened up their relationship and gone polyamorous at this point but it's it's so predatory and so unnecessary and what a way like okay so this person who sent these messages has said maybe 10 words to the person receiving them you know so they've met they've met each other before but he, i guess he thought he would just shoot his shot and it was just crazy hey x i'm going to be pretty blunt and straight up here do you guys play outside of your marriage as in, are you in an open relationship? So, doesn't really, you know. I think it's unnecessary, especially as a random comment, when you've only spoken ten words to each other in the past. She, they, uh, she responds, pretty weird question, but why do you ask? He, and this is where it goes awfully, awfully wrong for this person. It's so, so bad, and, and, and it, it's very cringy from here. I would like to go down on you as well as use toys, etc. etc. spelled ECT instead of ETC. 
I'm going to keep picking up on these because I freaking hate them. If this is totally way over the line, then just say so, no problem. Well, I mean, yes, right. So I can't actually read her response. She but she turned him down point blank and said, "Yes, you are being disrespectful." He responds, "Was just trying to to just trying the straight to the point approach without beating around the bush, in brackets, so to speak." That's gross, right there. And he then says, "I do have a bit of a collection of toys." His collection isn't great, but he sends a picture of uh, basically what looks to be just an old bucket full of unused dildos, it would seem, and things like that. And they, they, they do all sort of look like they're from the 70s and have been sitting in there for a long time. So it's, it's not an appealing picture. I do have a toy video, and I ask people if I can send them first, not just send them. But it's all laid out nicely, at least. Not just, boom, all of this stuff. Here, you're taking this. Ask people, ask. And get to a point where both parties might be comfortable with seeing the collection. I've showed it to, I think, five people in the last two weeks. Which is kind of exciting for me. And they've all been excited. And, and, and the, the topic has already been brought up around it. Not always by me, but the topic's already been brought up. And it's people that I know and people that I know are interested in this, in my sort of lifestyle. So after the picture he says, but anyway, it's all good, no problems on my end. If you're feeling uncomfortable about it, feel free to block me. And she blocked him, which is not a surprise by any stretch. But for me, for me this is just so, so, so gross and unnecessary. And is never going to work ever 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 going to work but like you need to be a bit more nuanced I guess about that in, in, in that initial you want something that grabs attention but not negative attention is this is not any attention is good attention you are not a six-year-old child anymore let's let's be a wee bit smarter and a wee bit more clever about it so we'll move on to the next one well, I had a guy that literally messaged me a couple of times a year to try and chat me up and ask me out. Each time it happened, I tried to let him down easily, as I really don't like coming off as a bitch for that kind of thing. And that's fair enough. Letting people down easily is actually quite lovely, until they keep doing it and doing it and doing it. She says, I do acknowledge how hard it is to have the balls to put yourself out there. And, and it can be. And she's actually had to use the line, sorry, I have a boyfriend. And some dude, not the same dude, some dude replied, and I have a goldfish. Why should that matter? That's just disgusting not having respect for somebody's relationship. Like, absolutely gross in every sense of the word. I cannot say that more and more and more. Like, as soon as they say, like, a lot of people, it takes until they say they have a boyfriend for the person to go away. But it takes an extra, extra kind of person to sit there and still continue on thinking that they are better than the boyfriend or an improvement on the boyfriend or the boyfriend doesn't matter or the partner doesn't matter or whatever that situ whatever goes through their brain there. It confuses the absolute hell out of me how they think that that's going to work. 
She says, Some guys literally hang around pretending to be your friend because they hope that one day they will have a chance. And sometimes girls can pick up on that stuff. Damn right girls can pick up on that sometimes. And and here's the thing. I'm friends with a lot of the people that I've that I've been turned down by. Or, or that aren't interested or anything like that. I'm friends with a whole heap of them. And that's the thing. If I get... If I get turned down from somebody, I will bring bring a lot of this back to myself, by the way, guys. So, if I am being turned down, then I genuinely do still want to be friends with them, because when I'm interested in somebody, I'm interested in them as a person. I'm not interested in them as an object that is just there for my sex or for my love or, or whatever it may be. It's It's kind of crazy. Another one of my friends. I'm I'm going through these as quickly as I, as, as I can because I do I do have so many and keep in mind I whittled this down. I've got about 18 to get through and I whistled it down and I like talking, so I'm talking in between each of them as well. And this this one I just I so so confused about this one. Had a guy say, "You're a." This is the first first line, by the way. You're a nine out of ten. I'll give you the chance to earn that extra point. What does that even mean, for starters? And like, sure, you're a nine out of ten is is not a hu not a terrible line to start with. It's the next one. I'll give you the chance to earn that extra point. Like like the person they're hitting on is not good enough. Anyway, and by the way, the person who sent me this is. Supremely attractive, by the way. So a nine out of ten is blows my mind. But I think he would have said that to a few people, and it's just, it's so unnecessary. You can sit there and say, "Wow, you're so so attractive. You're so so beautiful." But the second part of that is so unnecessary. Even even the rating objectifies somebody. Really. Unless it's asked for, and you can provide potentially some constructive criticism, you can sit there and say, you're fucking amazing. But the fact is that they're asking for that. They're not just sitting there minding their own business, opening up Tinder and going, you're a 9 out of 10. Fuck me, and you get the extra, and you become a 10. Like, come Because that's what he's meaning here, isn't it? Let's be honest. Uh, same person. Well, not, not the same person messaging, but this has come from the same person, sorry. So some dude asked me to come over after a couple of messages during lockdown. First of all, during lockdown. First of all, don't ask to come over after a couple of messages. Meet in a public place, and girls, make sure that you're insistent that you're meeting in a public place, because holy shit, it can go wrong so, so quickly. And there's also things that you can do, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Even meeting in a public place that can help you out, just in case things do go wrong. So she responded, Not only am I not coming over after belly chatting, but also during lockdown, it's illegal. I'm not breaking the law. So when she told him this, it was all, It doesn't matter anyway, blah, 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 and going on about, you know, COVID's not that big of a deal, etc., 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 which is obviously wrong at this point. Luckily, in New Zealand, we've gotten through the worst of it, I think, and we've done quite well through it. That doesn't mean, like, this was during lockdown. Even now, I'm still a little bit sort of, I'm very tentative 
to meet new people. Unless they can show me a test showing they're negative, but even then still. So she said she was an essential worker and found his attitude offensive. And he kept on going on about it, about there's no point isolating, etc, etc, etc. So not only is he wrong on that part, but to try and justify her coming over during lockdown, he said, well, there's no point isolating. Which makes no sense. She's risking her health. Not to mention, I would argue that this person is potentially dangerous after hearing no and then still continuing on and on and on and on. It makes zero, zero sense to me. So, dodged a bullet there. Dodged a bullet there. Something chronic. And like I said, we're just going to keep plowing through these because there's just so, so, so many. And I've only got a limited amount of time. But this this one, this one's a more, bit more of a long-winded one, but I think that it's really important as well. So, my friend says, One guy added me on Facebook. This was a few years ago. He looked really familiar. And we had a decent amount of mutual friends, so I figured I knew him, but I forgot where. Then I realized we went to elementary school together. So this is an American, not from New Zealand because we don't have elementary school. So when he messaged me, I was like, oh, cool, reconnecting with a friend from childhood. So I said hello and acknowledged the connection. But that wasn't why he had added me. I was open about learning pole dancing, and he had somehow learned of my existence. It was a Bible thumper, which has nothing. Who then proceeded to try to get me to have sex with him. That was all he wanted. Especially early on, guys. Just just don't. Go for a date or something first. You can bet, you can bet them on the date. But just be upfront about your intentions. Just like after the date's confirmed. As well. Just... It's just... How would you feel if you went on a date expecting... To get your dick wet, and they're like, "Well, no, you end up." Well, a lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, people have uh, felt that way, unfortunately. But he messaged me nonstop, and this is about the na the nagging thing, an ongoing thing that's so hugely unnecessary and so hugely gross as well. Trying to bully me into it, then trying to convince me his dick was enormous that I probably couldn't handle it anyway. Then saying how it could change my life and be a wonderful experience for me if I'm brave enough. Like talking about your size is not a turn on, especially early on, especially when you're trying to bed somebody. Once they've agreed, then it might be might be a wee bit better. Usually alright. And the conversation's going that way, but it's not you don't need to bring it up, guys. You don't need to bring it up. I told him no countless times. He offered to be discreet and come to my house. I said no. Absolutely not. I would never consider meeting this person in my home. He then offered to meet me in a warm-up parking lot so we could have sex in his car. Like, come on guys. This is still early on and she's made it clear that she's not interested. You know, because that's what girls want apparently. It's just, just, just no. Like, it's not classy, 
It's not anything that's positive. At all, at all, at all. I kept telling him no. I was single but still had an active sex life and had no need for this chump. He eventually started sending me dick pics. What a surprise. So he's just progressed on from wanting sex onto dick, onto dick pics as well. And having sex in a parking lot, uh, in a car. And then, uh, and then talking about, and then showing dick pics. And dick pics are very, very rarely attractive. My ones certainly aren't. But I also don't flash them about. But it doesn't turn a girl on seeing a dick. Or, or a man naked, I don't think, for that matter. Unless it's their partner, or unless they want it. What a shock. If people want stuff, then it might get them going. Let them choose that. I thought about blocking him, but honestly, I needed something to channel my anger towards. And yelling at this idiot made me feel better. Fair enough, I'd yell at him. I'd probably piss myself laughing at him as well. He kept sending dick pics, and I'd insult him for it. Fair enough. So eventually she dug into his profile and found out that he was uh, a devout Christian and things like that and heavily involved with shit. So I started bringing him, bring his faith into my responses. I asked him how, what Jesus would think of him trying to engage in premarital sex with a godless heathen like me. He briefly tried to convert me while simultaneously trying to hook up with me. Go figure. He said, we're all sinners and God doesn't condone my lifestyle. But if he can't convert me, then why not take advantage of somebody already living a sinful life as opposed to corrupting a good Christian girl with sex? As opposed to corrupting a good Christian boy with sex? I'm not quite understanding that, that view at all. Because he's corrupting himself and apparently he's a good Christian boy and very devout and involved with this church. Also, I think he was confused about the difference between just pole dancing for sport versus being a sex worker. He may have thought that I was a sex worker. Can't confirm, but he conflated the two often. This went on for months, and he finally got sick of my insults, and that made him understand that I would never have sex with specifically him. None of his terrible lines worked on me. Even the few times of him being human and sweet were not enough to change my mind after all the negative bullshit that he tried. We're still Facebook friends and he's still super Jesus strong. I accidentally met his brother a few years later who was an up and coming drag queen and isn't out to his family. That's actually quite a nice finish to that story. But good on her for just... I, I, she found a way to channel her anger and... It's not a bad way of doing it at all. If you if you're happy with channeling your anger into that and being and doing it that way and if it, and they stop eventually then that that's absolutely fine. But the point is she was brave enough to say hey no this is stupid. And I guess in that point it's just it's just um it's just shitty behavior if you're doing that. And you're making feel people making people feel absolutely fucking awful in every sense of the word. So I mean, come on guys, let's be smarter. Let's be better. Let's not have our women be afraid to say what's on their mind. Let's you know where you stand as well. So this next one is really important for now because we're, we're, we're talking on again on dating apps here. 
and it's just about etiquette again and not being a huge douchebag because it's not going to work regardless. So this person says, I unmatched with a guy once because he had dead chat and no personality. He found my Instagram and he started to call me a bitch and a slut, etc, etc, etc. So I blocked him. And so, and good that you, that this person blocked, uh, pl blocked that guy because, man, the, there's ways to take being turned down graciously. And if you do it that way, you actually genuinely become more attractive to that person, for lack of a better term. That is a thing that happens. So... Yeah, take take it nicely. But on that, if if you do get unmatched or if you find somebody on Tinder while you're swiping through, etc., 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 don't just go and find their Instagram. Even if they have it written in their bio, I would say don't go and follow it until you've talked about it or they match you. Because there, there, there's obviously there's definitely instances of people bypassing Tinder. And just going straight into the DMs and go and start talking sexually and start using bad lines and start talking. Even just talking normally in there, it comes across as creepy. Comes across as creepy and stalkery. So just just don't, guys. If, you, if they don't match, then they're not interested. It's pretty simple. So we're going to move slightly into more real life stuff uh, from here out. Um, but the, these were initially tender matches. So, right, so I've had guys in clubs just continue to dance on me and stuff when I've repeatedly moved away from them, or elbow them, or whatever. Like, come on, take a hint, guys. If they're moving away from you, then they probably don't want to be doing that. Especially if they're elbowing you, or pushing you away, or anything like that. Like, they're not going to want you, and you're not going to sleep with them. I've even had a guy buy me a drink and hand it to me when I didn't ask for it or had never talked to him before. Okay, this is a huge one. And it sucks that, that girls have to do this, but don't accept drinks from strangers. Even 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 open ones from those you consider friends, I wouldn't accept either. Just the ones that you're getting or, or you've watched the whole way. Or, or the ones that have caps on that can't be opened even better and that's purely because it's so easy to slip something into a drink so so easy it's not funny so this is one of the safety points that I was going to bring up as well next one I've been on a date with a guy once and wasn't feeling it fair enough it happens I was trying to make excuses to leave and he kept trying to kiss me which is not fun when they're making excuses to leave like it's not going to happen they want to leave it and there's, there's body language and stuff that's not difficult to read if somebody's not interested. I did a lot of my pesty stuff online, so... My, my fault was in misconstruing messages as well as... I guess I also didn't really... I wasn't bothered that, that they weren't, um... That they said they weren't interested. But it's just no fun. And last one from this person. Also, when I was registering, some guy tried to set me up with his son, which was awkward for both him and the both her and the son, I should say. And it's just, what, what, what do you get out of that? Absolutely nothing. Like, if they if those people are going to get together, then they're going to get together. Let them do it. 
Moving right along, <laughs> we are going to go to Madonna. Some of these just blow my mind. This one's a little bit different because this is from uh, somebody's ex who I guess is trying to win them back. I can't really tell, to be honest, because it's just it's just weird for me. Uh, because quite often he starts off. With, uh, so this is a message I received from my ex-boyfriend after being broken up for three years. He would make fake profiles, po absolutely pointless, in every way, shape, or form, and message me every six months or so. Again, unnecessary, and I would block or ignore his messages. It always started off with something nice like, Hi Chanel, hope you're well, I miss you, or genuinely just wanting to see how you are. Like, take the hint, you are, you were important to me. You were important to me doesn't really do anything, because it's, yeah, you were important in the past, but not now. And you're obviously not important to, to, to the other person, like, take a hint. Then when I wouldn't reply, he would send aggressive messages, like, Quote, Stop being a fucking chicken shit and fix what you left. You're an evil, disgusting, conniving slut that makes everyone feel sorry for her even though you're the most evil bitch ever. The least you can do is answer me. I gave you everything. X, I absolutely adored you. I didn't deserve what you'd done to me. And you're just going to pretend it didn't happen. I came so close to death because of you. Answer me. Just fucking answer me or I'm going to start talking to your mum. Okay, without knowing the full picture here, I don't know the full picture here, but this is just vile, vile, disgusting language to be to send to another human being, let alone somebody that you claim to be after again, I guess, for lack of a better term, to that claim that you that you want back and that you care about. Like, stop being a fucking chink shit is unnecessary. Going through evil, disgusting, conniving slut, unnecessary. Uh, and then there's the blackmail part. Answer me. Just fucking answer me. I'm going to start talking to your mum. Or, and uh, I came so close to death because of you. Like, that is manipulative behaviour right there. That is like level one manipula manipulation right there. Like, don't, don't try and manipulate someone to be with you. Because, I mean, one, uh, they, they probably don't want you. And two, they're not if they, even if they do get back with you or get with you then um it's not going to be real is it her response to this was lovely hi x i would appreciate if you could please leave me alone i honestly wish you all the best with your life i'm trying to live mine well and i don't want to go back into the past got to keep moving forward and not look back it's probably the best thing that you can do when it, when it, when it comes to exes like you broke up for a reason. There's not a whole heap of point of um, of going back through that. So you know, just don't move on with your life. Learn and grow as a human being. If you want to look back at it, look back at it as though you would like to um, improve on yourself. Improve on yourself. Move on to the next one. As most girls seem to get, I've definitely had a lot of creepy messages, especially online. I had one guy in like 2014 send me a hate video calling me a slut with all his friends laughing because I didn't want to go out with him. Like that's, again, it's the reaction at the time. 
like your reaction to being turned down is a huge huge thing because you never know what might happen in the future if you're respectful then things might come back it might come full circle and then they then they want you it can happen I'm proof of that I can say that from my own experience then there was the guy who was trying to get my address and kept talking about having eight kids together eight kids together when before you've even met the person that's just that's so creepy so gross oh not not as much gross but it is it's definitely creepy there's no two ways about that now we spoke in the last message about uh, a bit of blackmail as well and this this next example um, highlights that as well quite quite significantly it's it's quite bad so I used to be part of an online community that was basically free porn but from real people I didn't post anything too outrageous but there was a fair amount of nudity with no identifying features some of the messages I was get were incredibly persistent and this is and this is the thing that I that really gets me is the persistence of some people it's it's truly truly just unbelievable for me how persistent and rude some people are I would end up I ended up having to block some of the men because they would message me almost 24-7 expecting more from me without any kind of incentive just because I was quote a slut who put her nudes on the internet unquote why why is that an issue why do you treat somebody less because they want to put them put their bodies up on the internet if anything, I respect them more because it takes a lot to do that. It takes a lot of confidence. It, it, grow, it can grow your confidence quite significantly. It's, it's really quite amazing. And good on people who post their nudes because, I mean, I do love nudes, but it's up to the person whether they want to do it or not. It was never my intention to take it any further than just getting a confidence boost from people, and it can help with that. I didn't know Herber. Some of it became borderline stalking. I never used my real name, but some of them did. So I had to find them and block them on every social media platform for fear of them finding out my real name. And I guess using it, using what I posted as revenge porn, because I hadn't wanted to do anything more. And to be fair, uh, that people who are messaging this way and acting this way uh, probably would use it as revenge porn. So it, it's a good start that she did block them. Um, just out of fear of that, because, you know, things can be absolutely awful like that. So we're going to move to more into more public stuff from, from here on out, um, in what happens in public as opposed to online. So I did say it was going to be mostly online, but there is some that is actually in, in real life, for lack of a better term. Because on, on dating apps, is real life, people. They are, you are talking to a real person on the other end. Um, but this one says, one guy I met didn't really want to take no for an answer. We met randomly in public and exchanged numbers and when we went out he was quite pushy and wanting to escalate things physically. I kept politely trying to get him to slow down. I was interested in him but his pushiness was a massive turnoff. Guys, it, it is for most women. It's a massive turnoff trying to push something as opposed to just letting things happen naturally. Especially because she was interested in this guy. Just be natural about it, right? 
let it all happen naturally and you're still going to get what you want at the end of it, which is great. I'm all for having people make me feel irresistible, but there is a respectful way to do it. I ended up not seeing him anymore because I didn't feel safe taking it any further because I was worried when it was really important he wouldn't stop or I wouldn't be able to get away. And that's a great thing for her to do. It's just not seeing him because of, because of the potential. Not just seeing what might happen, seeing if he'll change. As soon as you, as soon as you notice these behaviours, um, honestly, run, run for the hills as much as you can, because it, it's starter behaviour, and then it gets worse from that point quite often. Uh, this next one's quite a quite a bad case of that uh, online blackmail as well, um, but it was they did meet in person during this. So I won't mention his name. Like I said at the start, I'm not going to mention names either, but four years ago, I met a guy via online dating. We met up for a coffee and hit it off. After a couple more meets, we slept together. And this is where the shit hit the fan. Alright, so everything's great up to this point. They like each other, they slept together, they met up a few times before this happened, so that's nice. But he recorded us without my permission, tried using the video to blackmail me into giving him more sex, money, the works. We went to the police after a couple of days being, of being hounded continuously with over 300 texts, threats and calls, etc. Found out he had a history of violence blackmailing. He had a girlfriend who was in on it. 13 months later, I stood in court alongside others who came forward with evidence and put him in jail. Fucking good on this per good on you, this person. If, if you get... If you even get an inkling that you're being blackmailed or somebody's got holding something over you, go to the cops as soon as possible. Or go or even go and see a counsellor who can advise you on, on the right thing to do. See somebody who and talk about it as much as you can. If it's a bad situation then hopefully they end up like this guy and end up being thrown in jail for an extended extended period of time. Because the more that we get people like this off the streets, I guess. Well, not off the streets, but more that we can make them responsible for their actions, then the then that's huge. So this next one is um, usually first dates going wrong. Oh my God, so many stories. So this this is the key part. This is another key part of this. Is just so many. People get these stories, and it it really quite saddens me. One that they have to go through this, and two that guys are stupid enough to go and do these things that I'm talking about, and are not not self-aware. Don't pick up the signs. Don't do anything like that. But these are mainly first dates gone wrong. One guy refused to drive me home after he promised to because I wouldn't kiss him. We are about two hours from my house and he dropped me off at a train station. Like if you have promised to drop somebody home, then go and drop them home. There shouldn't be the expectation of a kiss, etc. I really liked him, I just felt like he was pressuring me and that's why I didn't. And you, you'll find that quite a bit that if you let, th let things happen naturally, then it's probably going to happen at some point. Another guy yelled at me because I had my period and came out on the date. He was also upset that I wouldn't kiss him, so he went to bed and left me alone in his house alone. I left. Like, that's dangerous all around. 
going back to a guy a guy's place is dangerous in and of itself. So I wouldn't I wouldn't condone that on her part. But his his response to her being on a period, like good good on her for still going out and not letting it hurt affect her. Some people it can affect quite significantly. This wasn't one of those cases, it seems. But you know, leave, leaving a girl in your flat alone, or in your house alone, is really quite bad. Really quite bad. One guy I met online, so this is starting online, invited me to his church group, so I started going with him. Then he told me the only reason he invited me was because he wanted a threesome with me. He kept trying to kiss me in the car, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, see, that that's gross. Using a church group, which is su supposed to be... Um, ethical in many ways, but yeah. So it, it's it's a false trust with that. Me personally, I don't trust 99% of people who go to church because they'll believe anything. There are, but there are some people who I would definitely, definitely um, trust who do who do go to church, and that's fine. That's your choice. I'm not here to judge on that. Same person, when I was in London last year, I stayed with my best friend and his housemate. I thought his housemate was gay because his best mate was fucking him and sucking him off. That's an assumption, but happens. One night we had heaps of drink. I went to bed first. I woke up with the housemate in bed with me. I didn't care as we spent heaps of time together and apparently he was gay. He wasn't. Maybe bi, I guess? I'm not sure. I don't want to assume. I woke up again with his hands down my pants on my hip, trying to get closer to my vagina. I got up, booked a, a flight to Italy, and fucked off out of there. It's the only thing you can sort of do in that situation, because it it's somebody that you trust at this point, I guess. But still try not to fall asleep first, I guess, as, as bad and as weird as that may sound. Um... Falling asleep first does open up, especially when people have been drinking. I'm not using that as an excuse, but it can cloud judgment. And in this case, I'm saying that it definitely clouded, uh, definitely clouded judgment, judgment, but they still did this, and it's so, so, so bad. Right, this next one is quite a long one. I'm just opening up because it's going to take me a, take me a moment to get through this one. But all of these are real life stories, guys. And that's the scariest part of all of this. Is it it's all real life stories. And it's happening so so commonly. And these are just these are just some of the stories. You know, I've I've sort of weeded through a considerable amount of them to get the right ones. And and this one is Next one. Sorry about the noises. I am I am on the computer bring, trying to bring this one up, but my words, my Microsoft Word sucks, uh, and it gave me a whole bunch of warnings and stuff like that. So bear with me. It, it's it's easier to read these things off than try and remember them. Believe me, I don't want to get details wrong either. So this next one, I'm gonna gonna be going through, and it's somebody who this person did date for a long time. And then realized afterwards that things weren't going quite right. 
So bear with me because this one's a long one, but it's it's a really good one. So dated for nearly three years, started as an open relationship, moved to polyamorous in the last six months. That's not related to the downfall. Things had already been started, had already begun to turn sour before that. In fact, Polly did not make things better, as you will find out. And and I said this last episode. Opening up a relationship or becoming polyamorous or anything like that does not fix things in a relationship. You're still going to have the same issues, you're just going to have extra ones. On top of those. First two years were great, almost no issues. So now looking back, I can see there was obvious red flags that were missed. I just want to say, alright, although what happened was really shitty and I did not deserve it, I was in no way completely innocent. So good on you for owning. I fucked up along the way, handled things badly, etc, etc. The difference is I owned up to my mistakes. 100%. Owning up to your shit makes a huge, huge difference. The other party did not, and still to this claim, day claims to be the victim, as I am the one that ended the relationship. And after reading through this, good on you for ending this, by the way. This is massive. Because this person just obviously didn't understand a lot of things, as we're going to find out. So after a couple of years, my depression really hit a really bad low. And I was almost completely unable to function. At which point you kind of do need your partner to be supported. My partner at the time was very supportive in helping me with what seemed like basic tasks. Housework, eating, washing, etc. Which, with um, with depression that hits quite badly, these can become very, very big issues for, for people. However, I had next to no sex drive. Which is also, if you, if you can't do housework or worry about what you're eating or washing, then sex is probably going to be the absolute last thing on your mind. It is common with people with depression to have a lower sex drive or have a non-existent sex drive. Went on antidepressants, which as many people like, can flatten a sex drive completely as, as part of that. Even if you've only got mild depression, antidepressants can get rid of that completely. Unfortunately, my partner was very insecure and took my not wanting to have sex very personally. Now, this is this is such a huge error on on his part. Like, do a little bit of research. By this point, you should know that depression is a huge thing and sex is probably the last thing on their mind. Then add antidepressants, which can completely flatten a sex drive. So, 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 so often it happens. So, be a little bit smart about it. And at that time, they were in an open relationship. I did not look at another human for being for a very long time. It wasn't personal. I just didn't want to interact sexually with anyone, which is fair enough. I completely understandable at that point. I accepted him seeing multiple people outside of our relationship as a way to, quote, scratch the itch, unquote. But he wanted the attention from me, which is understandable, but it was not something I was able to give at the time. So that's the point of that open relationship, is to be able to get those parts that you can't get from uh, a primary partner, I guess, and and get that from another person, potentially. So this this is actually where it should have worked right, except he needed it from her, wanted that attention from her and her and her mainly. Over time, he became very insistent and pushy about it, trying to initiate every night. This is a hundred percent the wrong thing to do. You know, you should be supportive for your partner at that point, not 
trying to go against what she's telling you. Pushing when I said no, taking it personally when I said no, going on about all the things he does for me, driving me around, helping out with the cleaning and eating, etc., etc. And he was telling her uh, he clearly wasn't attracted. She was. She clearly wasn't attracted to him anymore, which is just false. I ended up giving in, which is tough to do for starters, and maybe not the best thing to do, and just doing it to shut him up a lot of the time. Got to the point where he was apparently so starved of sex that me kissing him or having a cuddle in bed, which is which is absolutely fine, because it and can you can still show affection being depressed and not want sex or even just generally you can still show affection and not want sex but apparently so stuff sex that kissing him or having a cuddle in bed immediately meant I was initiating something or something more over time I then became severely anxious of even being touched by him in fear of what that would mean or in fear that she would need to or in fear that I would have to go further than that and do more sexual stuff which led to him getting more upset and claiming I didn't love him anymore like that right there is emotional blackmail which is disgusting in every sense of the word okay surely surely I think a lot of people should be a lot more mature than that even even I wouldn't think about doing that when I was going through my I'm a shitty person period which I was when we became poly, he began dating somebody else, and so did I. And things seemed okay for a while. And this and this is usually what happens when you move to polyamory, or even from monogamy to an open relationship or something like that. Things seemed okay for a while, but then the person he was seeing left him. He was then extremely jealous and insecure about that my other relationship was going well. And that, that, that right there is usually is quite often the case. The jealousy and coercion ramped up to a point that I couldn't handle anymore. I asked him to move out. And good on you for doing that, especially considering you're going through so much other shit. We stayed together for a few weeks. Then after I confided in a close friend about everything that had been happening, it helped me see that it was the right decision to end it. Which it was, 100%. You've been gaslighted, you've been manipulated, you've been coerced into things that you really don't want to do. During the time where things had gotten bad, I wasn't willing to have sex. He used masturbation as a tool, which is fine. Yeah, that's fine. I want to say flat out that I have no issues with that whatsoever. It's because there's there isn't really any issue with that. However, and this is where it gets a little bit uncomfortable. He started doing it in bed next to me when I was trying to sleep, which made me extremely uncomfortable. Which is 100% fair. You don't, especially when you really don't want to have sex. I had no idea what else could be happening while I was sleeping. Well, that's the other part, is does he get horny enough to go and do other things, which is... You, you don't really want to think about that, but it's it's kind of gross. I asked him if he could either wait till I was not around or go to another room and do it. He went off me saying that I was a prude and against masturbation. Which is not the case. He just said that she was absolutely fine with it and... Just want to say, this person is not a prude. He didn't give a shit that I felt violated in my own bed, which is just 
not giving a shit about that. Like, if someone feels violated in their own bed, you definitely need to change. There's no two ways about it. And this is the effect that it had. I stopped sleeping properly because I'd kept keep waking up to the bed shaking. Because I was afraid of what else could be happening that I didn't know about. He said he liked it doing stuff to girls when they were sleeping because he liked to see what he could get away with. Um, that's sexual assault. That's rape. It's, you know, if you were like doing stuff to girls when they're sleeping, they cannot consent. It's gross in every sense of the term. Another standout moment was his disregard for boundaries around kink. And this is huge, because I'm a huge kink person, as most of you guys probably know by now, if you've listened to uh, basically any episode of mine. Kink gets brought up sometimes. One time we had, quote, make-up sex, unquote, after a fight. And he became extremely rough and hit me in the face. This was something we had never discussed before, and certainly not something I had ever wanted to do. So, I mean, they haven't discussed it. You can't do it. That's assault, right there. Straight out and out assault. I immediately screamed at him to get off me, and I went in the shower and cried. He came in and basically asked me what the problem was. I said that was assault, which 100% it was. Holy shit, was it assault. He then yelled at me, asking if I thought he'd raped me. Like jump, Making that jump makes me wonder about that whole... Girls when they were sleeping thing, but I'm not sure. It was truly terrifying, and I now, now realise that it was most likely wasn't a kink thing at all. He just wanted to hit me. That's especially because you've just had a fight. I think that's definitely possible. Whew. The, 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 this tears me up actually reading it, guys. So. I suffered a lot of trauma and spent a lot of time downing myself because, hey, he didn't beat me up or hold me down and rape me, so it couldn't have been that bad, right? Yes, it is that bad, guys. It is that bad. Maybe I should have just kept saying no. It doesn't count because I eventually said yes, right? Well, no. No, it doesn't. It's still coercion at that point. So this next little bit, I want to I want to make completely sure that you guys know that the next little bit is what's happening with her new partner and the reactions that she's been having with her new partner, which clearly shows that she's gone through a heck of a lot of stress and uh, just a whole bunch of a whole bunch of suffering, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, yeah. So this next little bit, I want to make completely clear that the actions through this are through her current partner, not through the old partner, and shows the improvement and the suffering that she's had to try and get over. Mm. The fact that it got to the point where, you know, they're, they're stroking their hair and their physical recoil, or he'd hug me and I'd be afraid that I'd have to have sex with him. He'd cook me dinner and I felt like I owed something. I'd say no to sex and be genuinely confused when he just said okay and go do something else. You know, like a normal person should. It shows that I clearly something. 
if you go through things like this, definitely go to therapy to, to help yourself as well. Go to a counsellor, go to anybody and just talk it through with a professional. And most of the time they'll let you know that they didn't that you didn't deserve what happened to you. At all. And let's be honest, you don't deserve any of that at all, ever. That's such a, that that's it that's definitely one of the extreme stories, but it it's so so sad and so disgusting as well. I couldn't think of anything worse. It's uh Man, I'm just gonna take a minute here, guys, because that was that was that was tough to get through. It was really really difficult for me as well. So just give me a moment here. So I'm gonna move <laughs> now. Now that I've had had my wee breather, um, this next person, I I asked them if they'd received anything, you know, quite anything quite bad, and there's um, and I asked. For both online and in real life, so ha ha ha. Who hasn't? I guess in regards to coercion, there's the guy who didn't want to break up and kept trying to convince me to get back together. Then when that didn't work, he threatened to share my X-rated pics if I didn't meet with him. Right, I didn't meet with him and said if he did, I'd go to the police. Fantastic response. You know, as an ex, sharing photos that was in the relationship was just so so gross. In more of the pickups, there's the constant filth that you get on Tinder. So, guys, if you're on Tinder, be respectful. Like, I, I do pretty well on Tinder. And that's purely because I'm a little bit more respectful. And I get to know the person. Because that's what I care about is the person. If they, if they look good, then that's bonus. But if the person's really attractive in terms of who they are as a person, then that's going to get me 99% of the way, genuinely. More than somebody who is conventionally attractive looks wise, but then just I don't gel with personality wise, then there's a yeah, huge difference there. Where they decide to tell you the things that they want to do to you before you've even met them. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst. On uh, a kink website that uh, that I've used for 10 years now, probably. Maybe longer. You get messages from guys telling you that they're your dom. And you should be on your knees presenting for them. And these are men I've never met. I have messages on there where he asked what I would do if I found a little man that climbed in my purse. I told him feed him to my axe level. <laughs> Great response as well. Sometimes you have to be brutal, especially when you get sort of when you get so used to getting them and it's just it ends up a little bit too much, a little bit too gross. Like the whole on your knees bit, already assuming that you're their dom because they cl they claim that they're submissive or a little in the kink scene. Just hey, respect in the kink scene is going to get you everywhere, everywhere. Because oh my word, word, tra word travels fast. If you're a guy trying to pick up a girl. If you're disrespectful, they're going to tell their 10 friends who got, who are going to tell each of their 10 friends. It's, it's the age old adage in business, right? That, um, if good news travels 
to a hundred thousand people. Bad uh, sorry, bad news travels to a hundred thousand people, while good news will ha travel to ten people. Right? If you get black marked, you're black marked for f ages. I always used to meet guys in public. Great way to go. Because if you met them anywhere else, they were super gropey, and drunk ones are the worst. Well, not here, no. But they all just sort of turn into a blur of gross men. Just don't grope people. Holy shit. At work the other day. Work, people. I was on a job site and taking some floor level measurements for the engineers. I was the only one on site. The groundskeeper comes up and gets right in my personal space and says, Ooh, that's how I like my woman. What are you going to do with that tape measure? I mean, what? It's a weird thing to say regardless, but Jesus Christ. I was so weirded out, I just laughed and walked away. wasn't even wearing anything exciting, just jeans and a blazer. With the world's most unflattering high-vis over the top. Really grossed me out, but not even slightly surprised. The fact that she's not surprised by people doing shit like this is why I wanted to talk about these. Now I'm going to talk about a few more things that this this person said. Guys can be nasty. I think part of it is they never feel threatened by the girl. If you turn it around on them and say if a seven foot seven foot man who's a big gay bear said the same thing, would you how how would you feel if they freaked out at the thought? Uh, how would you feel? Do you freak out at the thought? That's most likely. Like, just if if you're going to say something to a girl, pretend it is. Pretend that you're receiving the same thing from a seven foot, three hundred fifty pound, for three hundred fifty plus pound, gay man, and see how you. Especially if you're a straight man. Sorry, I should say. Oh boy. Some and I, I just want to talk about some of the things that the that girls can do in public to try and sort of set up for themselves uh, an escape plan. Like hold the keys in your fist. Phone a friend and keep them on the line. Set up a safety call as part of that, so they'll call you at as at, at next time and make sure everything's going okay. Never go anywhere alone, even the bathroom. Hold your hand over the drink. Find the fire exits. Always park under a light or near the elevator. Tell people where you're going. I won't even walk the dog by myself at dusk in in X city in New Zealand because it's just not worth it. It's too too risky with the darkness. And the scariest is groups of guys, and they egg each other on. It's it's really quite terrifying. But these are some things that you can do to try and set yourself up with an escape plan if you're a female and you go into this into this sort of position I guess there, there are ways to sort of arm yourself without arming yourself I guess the keys in the fist especially if you've got one that's coming through the fit coming through two knuckles or you know, setting setting up that that call, making sure people know where you are, etc., etc. Things like that are huge. As part of that, another story, more so warranted telling butt grabs, hands around the waist, etc. Hands around the waist has become a uh, more more of an issue recently, from what I've seen. 
and it's so hugely, hugely important to to make sure that we're not doing that because it does make people feel unnecessary. You can use the shoulder, you can use your voice in many, many times. Um, but to continue on this message, had one guy at a party I'd never seen before push me against the wall in a hallway and kiss me. Asked me to go outside for sex. When I told him I had a boyfriend who was with me at the party, he said, and this is, this is uh, honestly, sometimes the boyfriend light works and it's the only thing that guys respect. This time it didn't, which is so gross. So you can't, you can't rely on saying I have a boyfriend for, for, for it to work. It shouldn't be happening anyway. But even even that first action pushed me, pushed him against pushed her against the hallway and kissed her, and she had never seen the guy before. Like that's I, like that's assault on itself because there's no consent there at all whatsoever. He said he didn't need to know that. Oh, the boyfriend didn't need to know. It's like wow, gross. I also randomly get quite a few guys surprisingly make comments about my small boobs. I guess they think they are compliments, but they're usually backhanded compliments. Like, don't worry, you've still got enough to enjoy. Or, you're lucky, not all men like big boobs. As if they're just an object for, for, for men. Boobs are not just an object for men. There's no need to make comments about them, either. Especially if they're derogatory, which these are. Just don't make a comment on them. Compliment who they are as a person and you'll get so much further than saying, hey, you've got nice boobs. Oh, it's just slow and it's just uh, just more than a little bit gross, I guess. We're almost there, guys. I've got two more to go. It's not many, I know, but... And I know this is a long episode and it's me just talking alone, which usually these ones aren't long long episodes but this one is an important one guys and I wanted to make I wanted to get as um, a decent amount of these stories across okay but we've got two more to go I think so we're, we're pretty much there and the last one is an absolute doozy and is probably one of the worst cases I've ever seen in my life it's actually made me sick when she told me about it. Right, so, next one though. There's so many red flags. Like when you start questioning about, when they start questioning you about where you live and what you do quite intensely, but make it so hard not to respond without seeming like an uptight asshole. Like, surely you can figure that out when they're uncomfortable on that. And you don't need to ask personal questions, especially early on, especially where they live. Let them tell you. Let let it be organized that you're going around and stuff down the line. Don't need to ask that early on. The guys that feel they have the right to touch you however they want and you feel uncomfortable, especially after after having a long or deep conversation, it's like, we've just talked for so long and we've gotten so deep and now I'm allowed to touch you. Like, consent is still a thing there, guys. Like, fuck, we're out. Had a guy... Um, I have a, had a guy who I wasn't even into once cook me dinner. It was their flatmate. And I thought it was just a happy birthday charade, but it was actually him trying to trap me into feeling his sexual harassment was what 
I owed him for dinner. Like, gross. So, so gross. You're allowed to do nice things and not expect anything, guys. That's the norm. And then doing shit like this is just gross. Even though I paid for all the ingredients and made clear indications that we were just friends and how uncomfortable it was, he started the conversation asking what my ex did to hurt me, then used that to his advantage to say, I'd never treat you like that. I'd treat you like the queen you are, etc., etc., etc. There was an age gap here. It was gross and I made it clear I was uncomfortable. He was twice her age. I won't go into the ages or anything like that, but she was not into him. Age doesn't really matter. Um, the bedhoppers and swinging down under just talked about age. I think it was bedhoppers. Uh, just talked about age gap relationships, and there's nothing wrong with them. They're absolutely fine. But if people aren't into each other, then it's pe then people aren't into each other. Then he started moving closer to sit beside me, even when I made the effort to clearly move further away until he trapped me. Kept up the creepy, in his head romantic comments for planting a kiss and filling me up, even though I pushed him away and was shaking. Like guys, don't ignore the clear, crystal clear signs that someone's not interested. Like take that there, and they're not interested. Oh well, shit happens. Get over it. But sign, like part of these signs are obviously those moving away sort of things, pushing somebody away. But also the tone of voice changing to obvious discomfort and confusion. Big gestures and effort to move away, shutting down compliments, showing signs of anxiety such as folding of arms and sort of physically crouching. Um, tears may start, making comments to distract and divert conversations. So when they when they change from from one of those sexual ones, for example, it's a huge key that they don't want to talk about that. Or or even if it's not sexual, even if it's you know what happened in your past, if where you live and stuff like, that. if they change the the topic, take that to heart and talk about that topic. Don't go back and keep going back to the same topic that you were trying to talk about. I find sexual comments before you meet or whatnot can be huge red flags, depending on the context, of course. Let them make the first move, and then you can talk about it. Or ask if you can talk about it. If they say no, then no. If a guy seems intensely into you and overly interested in your life, that's a bit of a red flag as well. Just be... The whole thing's meant to be, meant to be a bit more casual. And just read the responses right. If they're not about the topic that you're talking about and continuing on the conversation, you know, like a back and forth, like a regular conversation, then they're probably not into that, into you, or what you're doing, or what you, or what's going on, or the situation in general, guys. Like, come on. Just use your brains a little bit in that sort of situation. Like a lot of these are just making me absolute sick. It's unbelievable. It really, really is unbelievable. And the last one is probably the worst one. It's short, but it's um. Gross. So. This person has told me that 
course I've received messages like that, but I'm more concerned about what caused it. The over-sexualization of movies, sexualization of movies, music, music videos, etc. All of that's contributed to men and, men and women's behavior. It's kind of true. We've been taught all the wrong things about sex from the beginning. Yes. And then you've got the the men's entitlement. So you get an addicts mixed with the entitlement levels that they get from some things like this, and you've got yourself a wee bit of a monster. Now we have a world not just full, not just harassing women, but millions upon millions of children from infancy being used in sex trades, etc., etc., etc. Sex trades, trafficked, right? And they're done by age four, which is so disgusting. Sacred sexuality and what sex truly is, is pe what people who are educated on, not fucking. And there is a difference between the two. Sleeping with somebody and fucking, just the word change makes a huge difference to me. I need to take a big breath here because now we're getting into the heavy stuff. So I'm, the, the point of this is me trying to change attitudes around it and potentially some behaviours. So it's definitely a worry because my 13-year-old daughter was sent a dick pic and then threatened to be murdered if she showed anyone. Like this is this is the extreme and this is horrible. For starters, don't show your uh, an underager your piece, or don't show anyone your piece unless you've asked about it. As a mother, that would have been absolutely horrendous. And he became violent towards her because she rejected him. And good on her at 13 for not going into that sort of trap and, and being naive. So good on this mother for, for, for teaching her through that as well. Police and school were involved in, in all of this. And I hope, hope, I'm hoping that he got some sort of punishment for this. As a mother, that would be absolutely horrifying in every sense of the word as well. To have your 13-year-old go through that. You know, they're still at school. You know? only just started high school in New Zealand and it, it's just so it's so it's so sad to hear that this sort of stuff happens and I think it's the thought that because it's online it's not real but it is real or it's because it's online it's not abuse it is abuse it's sexual assault still because there's no consent there you need consent for anything even asking about this sort of stuff you are abusing people because they don't want to talk about it. If you still want to go on about it, then yeah. And if you're being sexual straight from the off, you haven't asked consent to talk about that sort of stuff. Consent is 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 the key part of it. Is and you know if again I'll go I'll go back to the a previous one where I said, what if this was a seven foot gay bear who is you know quite quite large shall we say had sent this to you and threatened you with this sort of stuff guys how would you feel so this is a grown man sending this to a 13 year old girl they're not as emotionally equipped as what we would be to deal with the seven foot bear telling us the same thing if you show anyone or if anybody knows about this then you're going to get killed and I'll probably fuck you at the same time or something like that then You'd probably be horrified too, if you're, especially if you're a straight male or you're not a size 
size king in a in the buyer guy in the buyer sense. No, just all it comes down to, in in summary, is don't be a dick and gain consent. Talk like you would an ordinary an ordinary person, and see and ask yourself how you would feel if you were asked these questions by somebody that you know is you're hundred percent not into. If you're a straight man, then a seven foot, three hundred fifty pound bear, gay bear, who's and bear is like a big gruff man for those of you that don't know um, the the gay lingo, I guess. Um, is is a large gruff man, so it may that that may not be the case for you. You might be into that, and fair enough, all power to you. Good on you. But it's the aggression and what could happen from that as well, which is a huge part of it. So if you don't want to receive those messages from somebody that you're really not into or a picture of somebody that you're really not into, then don't send it to other people, guys. Let's be smarter. Males, be better. Be smarter and be better. I'm going to end this episode here on that last one. Thank you all for, for listening to these, and I hope that you were touched and as angry as I am going through these. I, I, I will say again that I used to be the, 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 sexual, the early sexual guy, but I've learned. That doesn't mean, I mean, you guys can learn too and become better people. And make it better for yourselves. A lot complain about how political correctness and all that sort of stuff. But we can help ourselves as well. Sit there and go, people are too... What's marshmallowy? No, that's not the word. I can't think of the word right now. But they're, they're too feathery. They're too powder puff. When you're receiving messages like the one... And in-person stuff like the ones I've gone through today, you're definitely not going to think that. We can be better... We can be better online. We can be better in person. Let's go and do it, guys. And thank you once again for tuning in to this episode of the ASLOT Podcast. See you next time. the touch of your lips dear but much more for the touch of your whips dear you can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango say our love is a flame not an amber say it's me that you want to dismember Blacken my eye, set fire to my tie As we dance to the masochism tango At your command, before you here I stand My heart is in my hand yeah. <laughs> It's here that I must be My heart entreats, just hear those savage beats And go put on your cleats And come and trample me is hard as stone or mahogany that's why i'm in such exquisite agony 
My soul is on fire. It's a flame with desire, which is why I perspire when we tango. You caught my nose in your left castanet, love. I can feel the pain yet, love. Every time I hear drums. the thorns underneath love sticking into your gums your eyes cast a spell that bewitches the last time I needed 20 stitches to sew up the gash you made with your lash as we dance to the masochism tango bash in my brain and make me scream with pain then kick me once again and say we'll never part I know too well I'm underneath your spell so darling if you smell something burning it's my heart don't you take your cigarette from its holder and burn your initials in my shoulder fracture my spine and swear that you're mine as we dance to the massacre is a tango <laughs> 